Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast, where I talk with movement enthusiasts to learn who they are, what they do, and why they do it. My guest today is Ryland Lanigan. Welcome, Ryland. How are you this uh, morning? I believe it's still morning on the other coast. It is. It's in the AM. I'm doing good. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing very good. And I seem to have this serious problem about time zones. I'm always talking about it. It's completely not interesting. Uh, let's dive right in. Um, you created a new program. So I, I want to first talk about, because there's a lot of really cool backstory, and I'm going to tease people. We're going to do the backstory after we talk about what the program is. Uh, tell me about, do you want to do the name? Let me do the name, the Matrix Movement Method. Tell me about the new Matrix Movement Method program. I want to know why, why you're doing it online and like what is it that you're hoping it will accomplish for people? For sure. Yeah. So it's the movement matrix method and it's a, uh, online nine module parkour based fitness program designed specifically for adults. That's, um, where I have shifted a lot of my attention after all these years, uh, being a parkour athlete and coach. And now we even teach it as PE, um, is that not enough adults know what a viable and fun modality that parkour training is uh, and what it can do to your body, to your physique, and to your confidence and just so many other levels. So over the last 14 years of my experience and my training, I have taken all the, the quick wins and the do's and don'ts um, and put them into this course uh, that's designed to help adults specifically, um, build their bodies up a little slower. Um, the tutorials are designed for, you know, people that maybe can't touch their toes yet or with stiff knees. Uh, because when I first started learning parkour, I was over 200 pounds and so stiff in the knees and wrists. And you have, used to have to lean on the sink to brush my teeth and avoided mirrors and all that. So we're starting at a at a uh, vulnerable place, you know, both inside and outside. So with that in mind, I pulled from all the amazing fun stuff that I have learned, you know, going all the way from basics of mobility and quadrupedal movement that are foundational that even to this day, I do myself at least once a day in all my classes and all my private lessons, people get on the floor first and foremost. So we get the body ready and we get moving next modality or the next uh, modules are par calisthenics. So we have parkourified calisthenics um, using things that you have, you know, like the ledges and branches and bars, but nothing, uh, nothing gets used more than the floor, to be honest, the floor and the wall. And you have literally a gym that you can use anytime, mm -hmm. any place, and you can be as strong as you want to be for the rest of your life. So the things that you learn in this course, you get to keep them forever, but they're also progressive. So just because, so you went and did it one time, as you keep training, you will get stronger and you will get to the next progression. And that's what's neat about parkour is it's a constant journey and an evolution of who you are and what you're capable of and what you ever even thought you were capable of. So it's pretty amazing. So in the, in the matrix, like I said, it has foundations like the full body mobility, the quadrupedal, 
the park calisthenics. And then we get into the nuts and bolts of actual parkour techniques. And I put those into categories as well with so many videos for every single one. And then you've been super busy. (laughs) Yeah, super busy. And then even outside of parkour, it takes from more than just parkour. It gets into skills, you know, like hand balancing and more advanced calisthenics and little side things that I have discovered really improve my quality of movement, my flexibility, my ability to experience and enjoy the flow state. And that would be things like slacklining and hacky sack, Mm. which are also great for um, active recovery days, days that, or maybe days that you're going to stay inside or your joints can't handle impact. So it's nice to be able to look at the whole movement matrix and then pick the pieces and create your own lesson or program for that day in the final module they learn skills flow and programming so they'll learn how to uh find places to train things that make good obstacles common do's and don'ts how to design their own workouts um, and have constant uh access to the uh, our facebook community and uh, messaging with me so after all these years more and more adults are finally opening up their minds to the possibility that yeah of course. Why, why wouldn't I? And why shouldn't I? And mm-hmm. it's so awesome. Cause I feel like I've been screaming from the mountain top for like, <laughs> usually they just literally will make a little joke about themselves or chuckle and be like, Oh yeah, I'd bust my ass. I couldn't do that. And they just literally put up this big wall of protection of, you know, make a joke about it. But it's just because we're all so fragile inside and, um, once we get out of high school, what I've noticed the most, you know, I'm 46 now, so I've been out of high school for a while, <laughs> is I've noticed that <laughs> people, as soon as they slow down, they generally stay there for a long time. So if your fitness was um, tied in specifically to a sport and right. you didn't get a uh, scholarship or you know, you're know you not playing that in college and that's a part of your identity, well, your fitness is tied to that sport, which you were using in your identity, because you're a, this kind of athlete, and that's the only kind mm-hmm. of workout you know how to do. But with parkour, it takes that all away. You get all the athleticism. You can get your balance back, your flexibility, your strength. I mean, to tell you the truth, at 46, I am so much a better mover, and I'm more, I would quote unquote, dangerous and know myself way more than when I was in high school or even in the army. Matter of fact, I wouldn't have even joined the army if I had parkour in my life as a young person, because it really helps you figure out who you are. And it gives you a set of tools where you mm. feel way more in control of your life than without it. Um, and it's just so empowering that people can really tell the change once you start doing it. And a little bit, they can tell because you're annoying, like the, Hey, have you heard about parkour? But also a little bit, you have more of like, <laughs> you have like more of a glow and just a, a quiet confidence. And, um, see, there's it's, a there's lot of wisdom and always, every time I meet this guy, like he shows up and he seems to be happier or stronger or more pleasant. Um, okay. That's a, that's a ton of information. First of all, Sorry did I say that. the name wrong when I started? Uh, yeah. I thought I did. Okay. So because I said it wrong, I'm not going to say it again. Give me the name again. Movement matrix method. Okay. And I, I want to ask you about the word. I want to ask you more about the word matrix because it ties into something you said to me in a message like a year ago. Oh, for sure. But before I go there, um, if people are like, wait, tell me more. Obviously there's a ton more. Uh, if you go to Ryland's website, it's, it's his name, Ryland with an L and a D Lanigan. It's all A's. 
you can just click on the link in the show notes. If you go to go.rylandlanigan.com, there's a whole bunch of information there. Just scroll down on your player and hit the link. Um, but that's a good place to go and start because you can get more information about the program. You can find out a little bit more about what Ryland is up to. Because I, I'm, from what I understand, it's way more than just, here are some videos, now leave me alone. Ryland saying, here are some videos, leave me alone. Uh, it's also about you know engaging with others and engaging with him so that you can I'm going to say stay energized. Like it's one thing I've done some, you know, 30 days, I'm going to do this cool thing. And then I get mm -hmm. sick of it. Um, and usually the thing that re-energizes me is somebody else going about day 25. I'm really enjoying this. So now I did this. And then I'm like, oh, you know, other people are engaging. Other people are facing not the same challenge, but parallel challenges. So I really, um, I applaud your efforts. <laughs> we were talking a couple days ago. Uh, about how much effort you're putting into recording the videos and the whole thing. And I'm like, yes, I understand. It's a ton of work. I applaud your efforts to to take something that um, you're really passionate about. And that's what I want to talk about now is like some of the backstory and like why you went to all this trouble. Um, not because I don't recognize the value of the thing you're creating, but like there's a lot of work. There are a ton of people out there who say, oh, I love parkour and I do this thing. And then, you know, they shoot an Instagram video. But to actually take the time to try and organize what you've learned and to make something that is really specifically geared for people that you resonate with, with those adults that you want to help. Um, that's like a whole nother level of creative type of person, a whole nother level of dedication. So I wanted to just like point that out um, before we tear on to other things as I watch the clock tick. Uh, so, uh, something like a year, not quite a year ago, uh, you said to me, parkour saved me from obesity and depression after the army and restored my mind and body. No gym necessary. And it's the most fun I ever had while technically exercising. You quote, double quoted exercising, but it's exercising. <laughs> uh, I want more adults to wake up from their matrix like I did, which of course makes me go, tell me more about, um, what was the transition like for you? Um, and I don't, I'm not looking for skeletons. I mean, you can talk about anything you want, but I'm not, I'm not saying you have to tell me like the deepest, darkest pit of despair part of the journey. But I think there's, um, it's really important for people to hear that this person who's at this place in their journey, um, they didn't start there. So tell me a little bit about how you woke up and how things changed for you after you came out of the army. Oh, okay. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. I was a uh, 19 Delta Cav Scout um, stationed in uh, Fort Carson, Colorado. So I was in the 3rd Armored Cavalry Regiment, the ACR. And uh, we did deploy to Iraq back in uh, 03. And then I got out in 03 and moved back uh, home to Portland. And I had a uh, job lined up already um, with uh, Frito-Lay. So I got a uh, route a delivery route, a box truck delivery route for Frito-Lay when I came back. So that started a little bit of my uh, weight gain, but I was very... <laughs> you, I, no one should ever... Don't leave me alone with a box truck full of snacks. Oh my God, that would be so bad for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, and on the on weekly, uh, you buy back your stales. And so mm. the employees, those are your stales now. You can eat them, you can give them to your friends. <sighs> Uh, you just can't resell them. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of free to lay love going around. And, uh, you know, if you don't have self-control, it doesn't take long for that all that oil and fat and corn chips to uh, to get up there. Plus everything else that they distribute as well, which, you know, pretzels and uh, beef jerky. And I mean, quite an amazing 
uh, assortment of uh, goodies. But I had that job lined up before I even got out of the army, so I felt good that I wasn't gonna, you know, leave my family in the lurch and not have uh, employment. Because when you're uh, when you're active duty army, and a lot of people don't probably don't know this, but they uh, when you're about to get out, you get a lot of pressure to not get out. You get so much pressure to reenlist, and they really try to uh, scare you because um, usually, you know. These people are pretty young, 21, 22. I was already 21 when I went in and had already supported myself. So I didn't, I was able to regurgitate anything I needed to memorize, but there wasn't going to be any, you know, brainwashing me. Um, and uh, so you get out and they're telling you, oh, no, they don't have your back out there. You know, like the, the army, this is your family. This is the biggest gang in the world. We have got your back. We're not going to let you go hungry, you know, out there. Uh, you know, there's no jobs. People looking to uh, stab you in the back. There's no opportunity. Why would you walk away from this, from your family? I mean, they like, and these are people that have been mean to you the entire time that you've known Suddenly. them. And now they're coming <laughs> over and, you know, trying to put the pressure for you to stay in, which and I know America needs military and a fighting force. And I'm proud of my service. Um, but uh, I didn't feel like it was truly serving my, my country. I mean, I feel honestly in the last uh, nine years of my gym being open, I feel like I've served my country more out of this building than I did when I served the country and did what I was told and mm. all those other things. So anyway, uh, sorry, I'll bring it back to when I got back home to uh, Portland. I slowly started gaining weight and I ended up 212 pounds. And uh, this is 170, 172-ish. Um how tall are you? I'm only five foot six. I'm okay. just this little ginger leprechaun. And my, my cheeks were eating my eyes. I just had these little beady eyes. My back hurt so bad. I could hardly tie my shoe. And I was just completely um, avoiding it, you know, in denial. I avoided the mirror. I would make a joke if I had to. And I just, you know, hit target and buy the next size cargo pants, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> doing literally watching myself turn into everybody else that I had watched do that to themselves. And I always told myself, yeah, but not me, not me, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, actually, not only not me, I did it like big. I got real big and um, super duper depressed and just started to hate myself. And I didn't spend any time at the time I only had my older son, but I, I wasn't hanging out with my wife and son after work. I would just eat and lay on the bed and watch TV and um, drink alcohol, you know, a lot. And uh, so it got to the point where I went, I had a visit with my primary care provider and uh, is like, yo, you're, you're pre-diabetic. Like you are literally on a slippery slope to be truly diabetic. And by the way, this is what, what the, kind of diabetes I'm talking about is lifestyle. Like right. it's because of what you're eating and drinking and the exercise you're not doing, which I had a really hard time taking that because even in my condition, I was like, you know, 60 pounds lighter than the doctor that was telling me that. <laughs> right. So I was like, yo, what about you? Yeah. What about you? <laughs> I'd let that. It's tough to hear that message, right? It really is. Yeah. And I had, you know, sort of apparently still had some ego and I just kind of put it in a box and didn't, didn't care about it. But Hearing that I was pre-diabetic, that really made me scared. When he told me my A1C number, I don't remember what it was, but I I got concerned. Um, and long, super long story short, I bumped into a high school friend while on a uh, delivery route, um, and he called me out on having gained a lot of weight in a not 
so nice way. Uh, and that made me feel very self-conscious, definitely hurt my feelings, but it also was like a slap in the face that I kind of needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got me back in the weight room and I got down from 212 to about 195 um, and started to look pretty good, but the arthritis was still just killer. Um, it wasn't fun. The people in the gym are not, at least in my experience at that time, we're not the type well, of it's a different click than what you've got going yeah. now. That's for sure. Like whether, whether you feel good about yourself or your performance is good, you look around the gym and everybody's just kind of glaring at you and there's lots of slamming the weights and posturing and people hogging up equipment and just, uh, kind of like a weird, weird high school version, I guess. But it was, it wasn't fulfilling. Um, and I was slowly, losing interest in that, even though it definitely helped me like square back out and start to get more of that, uh, classic American athlete look, like I said, you know, with the broad shoulders and big chest. And that's when people started, you know, uh, like feeling intimidated, intimidated by me again, or, you know, giving me a little more respect on the street. It's so strange the way that works. It's weird but how that works, right? Wasn't and you're, happy and you're thinking, myself. yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah, this is not functional. I just, just wanted to feel more, athletic you know and um so my brother got me the uh dvd district b13 for just a random like stocking stuffer side side gift watched that movie and it blew my mind and put that in a in a drawer in my mind because it didn't actually tell the, tell you that they were doing parkour so i just thought they were amazing uh french stuntmen um which is years. which is true however yeah, there's, yeah there's also a piece of information that you missed right <laughs> Yeah. And so I caught a, um, a five minute, uh, special on TV called, uh, I think it was called I caught with Bill, Bill Muir, um, one of those names. And, uh, he was interviewing Mark Turok and he was at primal fitness in Washington, DC. And they were interviewing students and they said the name of the art and that it's like something anybody can learn. So now I knew what it was called. I knew about David Bell. I knew about, uh, the history. Mm-hmm. And I saw people of all ages, you know, climbing up walls, uh, doing flips, things that just really attracted uh, the inner uh, kid me, because I've always just wanted to be able to move like Spider-Man, you know, like my grew up reading comic books and just I used to fall asleep praying to God for superpowers, like that much of a dork, like literally crying in my bed. Cause I want, <laughs> give, let me stick the walls, give me telekinesis, something. I have to be more than this, you know? And with parkour, that's the first time I ever found something that I actually felt it has helped me become so much more, but in a, in a good way, like I, I'm able to share it. I feel more functional, more positive. Um, like I said, I feel like I'm serving my country more as a parkour ambassador, I guess, it's just been amazing. What well, passion is contagious, right? If you go around passionate about this is who I am now, this is the journey that it, that people go, Hmm, because it's, it's being passionate. Isn't usually aggressive. I mean, so I've seen people manage to take their passion and make it be aggressive, but well, most like people, sports conversations I was talking about. Yeah. But most, people who are, <laughs> <laughs> most people who are passionate, you, you kind of walk away like, wow, okay. Um, maybe I should look into that topic more. Um, but sorry, I, I interrupted you. you were- yeah, no sweat. And um, so now I knew what it was called. And my wife being the amazing wife and internet sleuth that she is, she started searching parkour near us. And the timing was just right. Uh, Adam Dunlap, uh, mm-hmm. owner of Take Flight, um, had just 
Take Flight didn't exist back then, but he had just started doing weekly classes. Didn't even have his own gym yet. We used to train inside of uh, Adapt out in Beaverton, Oregon. Um, and we had the classes used to be 90 minutes and they were just intense. And we were it just, man, those were those were just the beginning days that I, I so sorry to focus. My wife found a class and I got to go try and I was, you know, fat and timid and nervous, but I was willing to get over it because bottom line, I want to be Spider-Man. I don't want to be fat and I don't want to hate myself. Uh, and so even though there were other people there and I was the oldest student, he, you know, was able to coax me to put my hand here, my foot there. I did my mm -hmm. first safety vault on like a really old school gymnastics modular vault with the leather top. And mm -hmm. I, I had never got to do anything gymnastic in my life. Like I used to beg my mom, but we didn't have money for that kind of stuff. So you could ride your bike, you could play at the park, you could play any of the sports that were free, but gymnastics always a closed door to me. So even just that one second, I saw a whole other universe where I was athletic again. I was springy. I was proud of myself. I was keeping up with kids. I was, I was me again in that one vault. I saw the whole possibility of what I could be again. And I, it was like, I've said this so many times, but it was like a drop of water on my wilted soul. And I just came back to life and just believed in myself again and have pretty, it's been what, 14, 14 years now, so maybe almost next question. how long that, since that safety ball? Uh, yeah. I've had peaks and valleys and I've had injuries and I've had months, you know, where I fell off and, um, but it, it has been the one driving thing, the constant in my life since getting out of the army that is just, it's my biggest joy. Um, and I feel so, so fortunate and blessed to be in a life where I can share that parkour with my sons. I get to teach classes with my sons. Um, we have a whole community of athletes aging from age three to 71. <laughs> we haven't even touched on the PE classes yet, right? <laughs> yeah, three to 71. So after all these years, adults are finally starting to listen and the videos yeah. are getting out enough of people doing regular parkour, not just the sensationalistic, dangerous, amazing eye catching parkour, which all that is incredible. And I do love it, but that's not what's going to get people into the art. And those people at the high level, they you know necessarily don't care if adults get into the art, but down here where I live at five foot six land, Meet up knees. <laughs> this is what I'm passionate about, right? Backland. It's a. It's like a. It's an amusement park for people. If you just teach them some basic techniques, and start to show them on their way, they can take possession of it so soon and and be off. I mean, it's so cool. And so in the program, it is going to release a module each week. So if you start on Monday, you'll get module one, and I want you to work that for the whole week. And the next Monday, you get module two, and there's probably no way you could finish module two in a week, but I'm going to spread it out week by week so they're not overwhelmed. And each week is going to have three home workouts uh, for them to do based at their level of fitness, which will be determined uh, when they enroll because we're going to have a uh, like a 15 minute, 30 minute call before they start the program. So I can pick the right level of uh, uh, progressive workouts that go along with the nine weeks. So a lot of opportunity to learn the basics and get in the best shape of your life without a gym or feeling self-conscious or having to lift weights or get tapped out or go to a Zumba class. All those things are great. I don't know what you've tried that you didn't like. You should try this. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, all right, so there's still like 50 things in there that we could go deep on every one of them, but I'm watching our time tick away. Um, anything in there that you think, so somebody who's sitting on the fence thinking, yeah, but okay, guys, yeah, but um, what are the things that you have seen or that you think click for the older adults, like people who are in their 40s or in their 50s? I always laugh, technically you're an adult at like 21. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. So older adults is like the ancient people in their 30s or 40s. Um, but for people who are older and who really aren't into the testosterone thing or really aren't into it for, you know, uh, getting tapped out, I love that phrase. What What is it that you've seen has really been the thing that's clicked for older adults? Because that feels like that's the gateway for people who are listening to go, you know, I'm, I'm going to click on, click on the link. It is 100%. It is fun. Fun is that common ingredient that everybody that actually gives themselves permission to come in and maybe falter in front of strangers or put themselves out there. Once you're willing to do that and you start to learn techniques or you're starting to exercise, a whole cascade of things happen. Um, your uh, endorphins fire up and you mm. feel you get the dopamine hit for feeling uh, proud of yourself for accomplishing these new micro tasks. And the cool thing is you're always working towards something new or improving something. So you're constantly in that state of, Oh man, I'm doing a good job. Oh, uh, I, I keep getting better, you know, and it's a, a way to do it without like your ego blowing up because if as soon as your ego does blow up, then you'll have your next plateau or injury. Cause as we know, right. when people get hurt in this type of training, it's because, a mentally they weren't ready either they weren't focused or they weren't committed to begin with or they lost focus while they were doing it or b they physically weren't ready their body couldn't handle the drop yet they weren't good enough at that technique yet but if you if you stay in your range uh most of the time you will constantly improve and so that's one of the neat things i have students that are 70 and 71 and i'm fortunate enough to have been training them since uh late 2020 but um, one of the coolest pieces of feedback is that they they use this training specifically to go on long distance hikes uh, up and down the um, Oregon coast, Oregon and California uh, coast. Um, and they say it's like they've used it for crossing logs. They tacked off rocks. They feel more confident. I mean, these are 70 year olds going out by themselves, hiking a few hundred miles. I mean, that's not just that's just not normal, but it, it should be. That it should, should be, be normal. it should be within yeah. our envelope. Yeah, I, exactly. I and her, uh, one of her physicians, they've been measuring her bone density over years. And since that first year, uh, I forget when her last measurement was, but her bone density went up either by four or 6% in her hip, which their doctor said, that's just insane. He's never seen that. And so yeah. all the little micro drops we do, the practicing to sit down and fall down, you know, as we age, besides fun, it, it's it's longevity. It's you having a quality of life versus having to inch around and roll around and be so afraid of every little step, um, you know, in every stair. If, if you start this way of living, then you're able to live your life much better, whether it's carrying groceries or doing the stairs or picking up the grandkids is the up. common one, right? Yeah, exactly. Getting down to the bottom cover. Like I'm on one of my, um, Students, Andy, he, that's what he always talks about. He was able to crouch all the way down and get like deep into the cupboard without anything crazy happening in his shoulder or his back or his knee. And uh, those little improvements as adults, we know that 
that really adds up to improving everyday experiences. And when you, when your body is stronger, you've also been exercising your heart and your lungs so that as we age, you're less likely to have that stroke, you're less likely to get uh, pneumonia and lung infections. So even though I would say, you know, never too old and, you know, you can start anytime, everybody really needs to start as soon as they can, because we don't want to let decades go and let all this stuff inside get weak and then hop into training and be doing the right thing. But the, the heart muscles so, um, so run down and so weak that the training can actually be uh, negative. So you, you're going to have to respect your limits if it has been several decades, but if you haven't waited decades, don't because you want, all these organs to help you pump blood and breathe air for as long as possible. At least that's the way I see it. I'm trying to make it to hundred years old. So if you have waited, start slow and don't stop. If you have, if it hasn't been long, dive in and let's see, uh, let's see how far we can take this. Terrific. Um, I think I was to say, and of course the final question in three words to describe your practice. I'm going to go with the triple M movement matrix method. This is the way. Terrific, Ryland. Thank you for taking the time today. Um, I, I, I think we got about as much in there as we possibly could because there's a lot to share. Uh, and I wish you uh, the best of luck with your new program. I also wish you the best of luck with making it to 100 or 200 years old, hopefully. And I hope you have a terrific... Yeah, we were also having a discussion about tattoos, but let's not start a whole nother topic. But good yeah. luck with that as well. Uh, so I will just say I hope you have a great rest of your morning and thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for uh, helping me get the message out there because more adults need to know about this. So I really appreciate your show and your time.